everyone. Welcome to the Erstemon podcast. I'm Lauren Rose, and today we're talking to Dr. Anna Esparham. She's a triple board certified physician and a pain coach. Welcome, Anna. Hey, thanks so much for having me, Lauren. I'm so excited to be here. I know me too. I've started listening to some of your podcasts as well. So I think it's going to be really an interesting journey that we're going to go through today. Yeah. And Lauren's coming on my podcast too. It's um, Health is Powers podcast. So I'm super excited to hear your journey um, and yeah. have my listeners like really resonate with you. Hopefully. So um, why don't you talk to us, walk us through your chronic pain journey. What have you dealt with? What has helped you? What didn't? Yeah. So um, my chronic pain, I started first experiencing some type of chronic pain in residency and fellowship. So I did a pediatrics residency and then a fellowship in integrative medicine and then went on and got board certified in medical acupuncture as well. And I started having a lot of like endometriosis issues, ovarian pain. I had a lot of tumors going on. Um, and so it's severe, severe menstrual cramps. And that actually percolated even worse and became more persistent um, after I changed my job, um, quit my academic medical center job where I had built um, a pediatric integrative medicine and a medical acupuncture clinic at University of Kansas. And then I moved over to a children's academic medical center to direct a headache and pain treatment center for children. Um, and at that time, I think they started uh, mandating the flu vaccine. And that's when um, I, we didn't know it at the time. My medical team couldn't figure it out, but I developed severe pelvic pain where I was puking, uh, you know, like it was so bad. I couldn't even walk and it was just excruciating. Um, I mean, beyond 10 out of 10 pain, I couldn't even, I mean, I had peritonitis when mm -hmm. I was a kid and I, I totally could handle that for like months and months, which is like a super bad abscess throughout your whole belly. And this was mm -hmm. just beyond any type of pain I could imagine. And then we worked through it. We did a lot of bladder cocktails um, with lidocaine and heparin, which really helped settle that down. I did a lot of physical therapy. So pelvic floor physical therapy, kind of releasing a lot of that pelvic floor muscle, um, mm -hmm. going to therapy, going to psychoanalysis to help um, manage the stress um, or any emotional input that can actually exacerbate pain, um, as well as watching my diet, nutritional changes, gluten-free, grain-free, kind of really making sure I was doing an anti-inflammatory diet. I did a lot of supplements and um, they didn't help as much at the time, but I was an integrative and functional medicine doc, but I actually did my own labs and I did, it, it did turn out to be like nutritionally insufficient. So I had to do a whole bunch mm -hmm. of minerals and vitamins to um, replenish myself, especially the ones that typically help pain, which are B vitamins, CoQ10, magnesium, um, and then the anti-inflammatories like curcumin and pycnogenol, they didn't really help that much. After about a year, um, I was feeling better. I was on medications too, I believe. So that helped like anti-spasmodics and I was on amitriptyline, I think. Um, and then after a year I was doing better, but then I got the flu vaccine again and I didn't realize this, but a few days later, um, I actually, I think I had an allergic reaction. I didn't know it was due to the immunization, but then I got full body pain. So mm -hmm. entire like full body pain. I was still managing this like 
that type of pain, I was managing myself because I, I was like, I don't, maybe it's just like a flu type reaction. I wasn't quite sure what was going on. I thought it was the weather change. My medical team had discussed with me. Um, they were like, well, this is a temporal association with the immunization. There are um, very rare uh, side of, rare reactions of having like an autoimmune induced neuropathy autoimmune reaction to um, the medicine since I did have some type, it was like an asthma attack slash anaphylactic. It was not shock, but it was an anaphylactic type reaction. And so they were speculating at the time it was due to the immunization. Like I had a, cause I already had autoimmune disease before a long time ago, mm -hmm. back in medical school. And, um, and so they were thinking I probably was like prone to having this type of reaction due to my severe autoimmune disease diagnosed back in the first year of medical school. And I, you know, I still kind of went along with it. Anyway, I got my third immunization and that's, I went into full-blown anaphylactic shock. Oh I gosh. had full-blown, I mean, it was severe. I couldn't walk. Like it was so bad. I couldn't move my arms. My whole body was in pain, like everywhere. I mean, just everywhere, my skin, my muscles, my tissue, all the way from head to toe. Um, and so I was scared because of the weakness. I thought, oh gosh, what if this is Guillain-Barre or, you know, some type of reaction? It did turn out to be uh, an autoimmune reaction to, you know, the immunization, probably something that my body was already, you know, getting um, allergic to in the first place. And so that's really what led me down the path of all these chronic pain therapies where um, it was kind of a fibromyalgia slash small fiber neuropathy. So they're, you know, they, I don't know if you know this, Lauren, but they did recently find autoantibodies in patients with fibromyalgia. Mm -mm. Yeah. So there is some kind of immune disorder going on. It's just not, we don't have like a great diagnostic test for right. that right now. It's just like research-based, but there is some type of immune dysregulation, immune disorder or autoimmune disease that is not otherwise detected in normal lab tests in people with fibromyalgia. And anyway, I was like, you know, not going to accept it. I couldn't be disabled. I wanted to help my patients because I'm a pain doctor, a headache doctor. You know, I, I want to work full time. I love to work. Um, I love to take care of patients and clients. And so we got on the bandwagon of doing um, like uh, do um, duloxetine, which is Cymbalta. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you've heard of that drug. Um, and oh, yeah. then um, we had some antispasmodics when needed, like, and like, uh, not, not a uh, cyclobenzaprine, but, um, baclofen, I think it was. Yeah. Baclofen okay. was one of the meds. And then we did massage. We did myofascial release. We did acupuncture. Um, I started on the supplements again. Um, again, the supplements weren't very helpful. Um, I would say the medicine, I actually took like half a dose and it got completely rid of the pain when I took it. Mm -hmm. But the real work that needed to happen, to be honest, even though I did all these integrative and functional medicine therapies, all the adjunctive therapies, what really helped me was actually something very strange that's not really heard of in the chronic pain field, even though emotions and therapy is, is very beneficial for people with chronic pain. I actually got help from a spiritual health coach uh, and medical intuitive who really helped me connect to my spirit 
because I was so disconnected with who I was really trying to impress everyone else, but Mm -hmm. really just like work on me and do what I love to do and be aligned with who I am and be true to my authentic self. And so that disconnection, I think really led to that pain message of like, Hey, there is something going on that you need to take care of. And, and that message was really getting back to myself and doing what aligns with me instead of what aligns with this medical society, this, you know, trying to push out as many research papers and publications and national service and do all these extra work outside of your work that just kind of like makes you so exhausted and overworked and burned out. And I really had to settle down and do what I love to do, which was be with my family, um, take care of clients in a way that the medical field really can't. And that is using that spiritual side of medicine and honing in on that alignment with yourself. And so that's what I do a lot with my clients is this intuitive healing method where I I work one-on-one or I do it in a group coaching program for women where we really learn how to heal ourselves using a lot of the spiritual healing and the intuitive healing methods that I learned after taking several master courses and kind of building up that um, expertise over the last, you know, seven years and teaching people how to do it themselves because they can. And just because you have chronic pain doesn't mean you need to have it for life. It just might mm-hmm. take some you know, unorthodox methods that people have never heard of, especially as a medical doctor who's very science and evidence-based for me to go this route was a very strange route, but honestly, the conventional, the integrative and the functional only got me like 30 to 40% better where that spiritual healing side got me to a hundred percent better. So So yeah, that was kind of my origin story of dealing with chronic pain and how I nurtured myself out of it. Of course, it took a long time um, because sitting with yourself and meditating and getting in tune with your spirit, it takes time. I mean, it took me like six months to even sit still with myself because of that monkey mind. We've all been through trauma. We've had to deal with a lot of emotions, you know, and then when we sit with ourselves, it's like that all we just like get anxiety and it all kind of comes oh, yeah. we don't it just we we have to feel in order to heal and so that's the tough part once you get past that part and you learn how to sit with yourself and be alone with yourself work through those emotions work through that trauma release it from your body give it up to god or give it up to your source your universe then you can actually start beginning to learn those intuitive healing methods and um and heal yourself you do have to do it every day it is something where you are going to have to sit with yourself learn to release the stress release the emotions release any negative entities foreign energies other people's energies that surround you over the day or that you build up over the day and then um you can really start noticing the effects so do you still do that all of that that spiritual stuff every every day to yes help you yes okay absolutely wasn't just No, it is not a one-time thing because for me, I am pretty sensitive and like an empath. And so I can, I don't know how to explain it necessarily, but I, I kind of 
hold on to other people's emotions and other people's energies, or I um, get stressed out myself. And, and so then I have to, instead of it internalizing into chronic pain or into mm-hmm. other types of physical health symptoms, like autoimmune disease, I do have to let that go. And so like, talking about the initial insults of the chronic pain, even though, yes, it was the immunization and yes, it was a physical health issue. There was still an emotional health issue as well related to that um, pain exacerbation from the immunizations. And that was because I was really, I felt forced into getting um, an immunization Um mm-hmm. And I really never get the flu or I never, you know, and so it was a a difficult scenario for me because a long time in childhood, I had an experience um, of uh, some significant emotional trauma that I felt from someone, you know, forcing me to do something. And so I think that came from that childhood event where it really triggered me when I did, did have to be forced to get that immunization. And Mm -hmm. so then I think I just, my body just rejected it. So Mm -hmm. develop that anaphylactic shock, you know, it's that emotional rejection that manifested into a physical rejection to that immunization because I was forced to get it. And I, my emotions, my, my spirit was just like, no, no, no inside. And so it took me a while to integrate with that, um, forced immunization, that mandate, and come to terms with it, integrate it into my body and just let it heal. So yeah, it was tough. It was an emotional issue. I was so angry, you know, I was just Mm -hmm. so angry and just being angry at it made it worse too. the the anger, the catastrophizing, the fear. Um, Yeah. So I I think that all made the pain much, much worse until I really kind of sat with it and forgave and um for and also I had to forgive myself as well not just forgive the medical institution but forgive myself forgive my past um and you know move on from there yeah the more I learn about how much physical pain is because of emotions it's just absolutely breathtaking and incredible to me yeah yeah it it it's so funny because a lot of these emotions like they can be buried deep and we don't even Mm -hmm. know until we have to like really dig and bring them to the surface or have friends or therapists um, to help us or a coach to help us with like digging that back up. And oftentimes, like when I work with clients, for example, sometimes it's difficult because yeah, like I said, it's tough to deal with those emotions and we buried them down deep for a Mm -hmm. reason, you know, because they hurt us. And bringing them up is a lot of toil, you know, it's, it's rough. And so there are methods to deal with it. And so some of the methods that I usually talk about in my coaching programs or in my individual sessions, when we start sitting still, um, everyone that I've talked to so far, except one client of mine, who is like a master meditator, cannot sit still and meditate 
And so typically we have to incorporate some other um, tools or I have to get in tune with their spirit and connect with them to help them calm and get grounded and connect to their source so that they can feel comfortable and relaxed. And one of the techniques I also teach is tapping. And tapping mm -hmm. has like over, probably over 116 studies now on how it calms that um, autonomic nervous system, that sympathetic kind of fight or flight decreases that stress response and that cortisol release in order to help you sit still and begin to learn how to meditate and tune into your own spirit. So tapping is a really good method that I usually incorporate in one of my um, sessions or coaching programs that I do to help people who can't otherwise sit still and meditate and listen and tune in. Yeah, I've heard great things about tapping. I'm hoping to try it myself very yeah. soon. You, they do a free, um, the Tapping Solution by Nick Ortner does a free practice session on their, on their app. Um, and they also give you like a seven day free trial. Um, so uh, it's pretty easy to learn from them. It's super easy. It doesn't take very long. I actually taught um, even in the regular medical conventional field, I taught a lot of my um, uh, young patients and teenagers how to tap. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So what did, what did it feel like to be a doctor and still have chronic pain? I mean, did that seem ironic to you? Well, what's weird is I didn't have pain until I actually started a headache and pain treatment center, which was so <laughs> odd. And part of that, I almost wonder, was maybe part of this spiritual journey where maybe I was supposed to experience it so that I can learn how to help Mm -hmm. others and serve others with this type of chronic pain, even though I really, it's like, please, can I learn another way instead of experiencing yeah. it for myself? But, um, it was interesting because I did a ton and ton of research and I found that, you know, it's, even though I'm in the conventional medical field, we can't provide enough uh, care for a patient with chronic pain. We can provide 20% maybe of that physical health care, like providing medications and guiding you on your way towards healing. But that emotional side, that spiritual side, we can't really mm -hmm. offer a whole lot. And you know, whole programs, chronic pain programs, even where I worked, we would often refer patients to different pain centers that actually just focused on the mind-body connection. No medicines mm -hmm. at all, just the mind-body connection itself and with, you know, very high success rates. So um, it was interesting for me, even though I was very open to um, all the integrative and, and functional medicine therapies, that spiritual side, I just didn't quite grasp it until I went through chronic pain myself. And now I'm incorporating mm -hmm. it into my own um, patient care and my coaching where this is the foundation of healing. And I never understood that. And so I'm, I'm so happy now I do. Um, and it's such an amazing method and tool, not not an not a solo method, definitely by itself, but it definitely helps more people than you can imagine. Yeah, I know. I'm currently reading the book, The Body Keeps the Score, and he talks a lot about that mind-body connection and how when you have trauma, it dampens the signal, right, between your amygdala and your prefrontal cortex. So you, you stay in that fight or flight mode and you, you just, it disconnects that mind body connection and just how 
important that is in how your body, you know, keeps emotional pain and translates that into physical pain. And it's just really interesting. You know, you touch on a good point because you, in that book, it really goes into detail a lot about that mind-body connection, what happens when you go through trauma and what happens anatomically and physiologically in your body. And so there's actually another subset of um, therapy called neuroscience therapeutic education for chronic pain. So just by learning how the pain pathways work in your body actually can heal you itself. And one of the cooler things about that neuroscience therapeutic education, like you were just talking about that the connection between the amygdala and the prefrontal cortex and how these signals get really revved up. Well, what happens in the intuitive healing methods is incorporating a little bit of visualization and hypnosis with intention in order to visualize healthier signals um, and adapting these pain pathways to come back to a, a more normal state. And when you do that visualization and that intention, you actually, your body starts starts healing itself and coming back to normal and and studies have shown that that's wild yeah it's crazy how it works but it does and so um yeah there's a whole neuroscience field that's uh, more and more people are studying this on um, creative visualization hypnosis meditation uh and the biology of belief i love it looks more into that so i've heard you say that pain is a signal and so I've had chronic pain since I was about 15. It started out with migraines and, and headaches. And I ended up in uh, when I was 35. So 20 years after of having almost daily severe headaches, ended up in a pain recovery center, um, four week inpatient. And I remember one of the times we were doing some kind of guided meditation, we were supposed to um, you know, visualize our pain. And so I thought of mine as this, this black figure that was really spiky and, you know, just in, and that, that's what I thought of it as. And then I asked, I asked that, I asked my pain, why are you trying to hurt me? And you, you know what it said back? It said, I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm trying to tell you something. Oh, wow. And so I, I love, I love the, the, the fact that pain is a signal. Um, what do you think our pain is trying to tell us? What kinds of things? Yeah, so there, I think it's individualized for a lot of people, but one of the biggest things that I have heard from both my clients and dealing with a lot of patients who are in pain is that disconnection from themselves. And so, and actually the literature even shows this in, in a more indirect way in, in what you said, um, there's people pleasing, there's perfectionism. Mm -hmm. And those types of characteristics actually lead us away from our true authentic self, because we're mm -hmm. trying to impress everyone else instead of be connected to and align to who we truly are. And so a lot of times, like my headaches, um, I got um, this neck pain, it was last spring. And I remember I was going through also a little bit of depression, um, at that time too. And I was, I couldn't figure out what was going on. And so I meditated every day for several hours. Cause it was just so bad. And what I heard was God just telling me, um, Anna, you need to get out of 
your job. You aren't aligned with this job, even though I was getting great accolades, awards. I mean, I was director of this center and, um, I, you know, I was at the top of my career and doing very, very well. And it was enjoyable. And, you know, God had a different path for me and I knew it. I just didn't want to get off of it because <laughs> I was making great money and I was doing so well, but it was like, my spirit wanted me to be doing something else. It was like, my true gifts were meant for something else. And I was just too scared to listen to that. Um, and, and so a lot of my other patients, you know, they'll come in and sometimes their headaches are from just hating themselves. I mean, they just hate themselves and it's not because of anything they've done wrong. It's because of what everyone else, this like comparison um, issue that's been going on, especially for young teens where everyone else looks like they're having an amazing life. And then they're stuck here as this unique individual, not expressing their true selves because it's so hard to in, you know, these young adolescent, you know, societies where you have to be the specific person in order to be cool and liked and do well in school. So it's just really tough for someone at that young of an age to express their um, unique, uh, true inner pilot. Yeah, I know I, I struggle a lot with perfectionism and people pleasing as well. And that definitely does not, has not helped my pain. It's, it's definitely made it worse. Yes. And one of the headache, I remember having a headache too, one time, and it was just like a burning type pain. And I remember I had to do another meditation. I did an inner child meditation and the inner child told, I said, why am I having so much pain? What do you want to tell me? And she was like, Anna, you got to quit impressing everyone. You got to quit trying to show off and do things for all those other people. Let's just do what we want. And I was like, oh, okay. If <laughs> I mean, you know, everyone says that we can't do what we want we have to do what everyone else wants, but that, you know, that was the path. And sure enough, when I quit my job and just, you know, just didn't even have another job on the end where I just kind of free falled it and no financial resources, then- <laughs> then the, that, that little burning type pain went away. That's crazy. So I was listening to one of your podcasts and I don't want to spoil it by reminding you, so reminding you what it is. So hopefully you remember what it is. Um, okay. Tell us about what a friend said that completely changed your life. Do you remember that? Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, this was something I did not quite understand when, um, I believe, um, she said, you're feeling this way. You're feeling this chronic pain because you were forced to do something that you didn't want to do. And, mm -hmm. um, and it, she put it in such a way that, um, it was like, almost what I discussed, like my body rejecting that emotional, it was almost like an emotional abuse in a way mm -hmm. of, of that, you know, maybe immunization being forced on me, but being a trigger from my past trauma where something was forced on me where it had, you know, dire consequences. And so that traumatic reaction actually stayed with me deep inside until that immunization where I had to, where it was forced, something was forced on me again. And where mm -hmm. I almost felt that abuse just ramp up all over again, but manifest in that physical pain. And so when my friend said, I'm reacting to whatever is being forced on me, um, that I had to, instead of, 
you know how we always talk about releasing what no longer serves us. We release mm -hmm. the emotions, we release the stress, but this time it was about integrating with that emotion. It was really coming to face that emotion, face that abuse in, a in really, I had to forgive and really forgive that abuse, come face to face with it and integrate it and, and be okay. And so mm -hmm. I had to do that with both kind of traumas that I experienced, both with that immunization being forced on me and both with the past trauma and how they connected to each other, integrating both of those together and forgiving them both, forgiving myself, forgiving everything surrounding me and bringing just love um, around those situations. And it just, it's like almost my muscles just kind of like, like sucked in whatever toxicity was going on at the time. <laughs> yeah. And I know that from past experience that, you know, unprocessed trauma will definitely have some kind of trigger, you know, in, in the future had that happened so many times. Totally. Um, totally. And I'm yeah. sure that you're in the body keeps the score that book. It talks a lot about yeah. that as well. Yeah, for sure. So your business is called Health is Power, How Her. I want to make sure I enunciate that correctly. So how does health bring us power? Yeah, so I, because I lost my health back um, the first year of med school when I got that polyglandular autoimmune disease and it kind of left me bedridden, I was nearly disabled, um, I just couldn't function. And it just, I felt like my life being taken away. And that's when I really wasn't taking care of myself. I wasn't taking care of my health or my well being. I was just kind of going with the flow and, and eating whatever, you know, was convenient because I was going to med school um, and trying to figure all that out. And then I realized when I lost my health, I was like, oh my gosh well, without your health, you really can't do anything. So health is number one. I mean, you can't do anything for your family. You can't do anything for your friends. You can't go to school. You can't, I mean, it's so incredibly difficult without your health. So out of all the priorities in life, what I figured out was health is number one. And I had to put a lot of focus into my health instead of putting it on the back burner and putting medical school first and putting like my boyfriends or my other relationships first, I had to put health as number one in order to be able to go to school, in order to be able to have relationships. And the reason why I put health is power as my podcast and my coaching name is because you know, women go underrepresented in the medical field. You know, it wasn't really until 2015 where the FDA was like, hey, you have to have women in your clinical trials. And, you know, a lot of times before, I, yeah, I mean, it's, that was just recent, right? 2015. Wow. So none of the medical studies a long time ago really wanted to bring women into the research field because of our hormones and our menstrual cycles, and that would maybe affect the clinical trial. And so really, you know, we kind of went on the back burner as well. And mm -hmm. so I really wanted to bring that up to the forefront as women in this field, especially in this medical field, where we are underrepresented because we don't have as much research for our type of bodies, our hormones, our menstrual cycles, and even our pregnancies. It was tough to study pregnancies. And so really 
Focusing on women is super important to me um, because it was just tough when I was going through a lot of health issues that also affected my, you know, fertility, my um, menstrual cycles, my hormones, because I went into menopause at such a young age and, you know, Mm -hmm. nobody even checked into that. And so I was the one who had to advocate for my health as a woman. And so, you know, that's why I wanted to really bring a lot of this education and information out there, all the stuff that I've learned and that I continue to research to have a forum for women's because they might not get this info elsewhere. Right. So I imagine that you, you have a lot of advice, but what is maybe one big piece of advice you give to people who are suffering from chronic pain right now? The biggest one is being so incredibly good and nurturing to yourself and to your soul Mm -hmm. and really following your joy and your happiness. Um, Whenever you follow your joy and your happiness, it's almost like your body just heals itself. And, And that's when you are connecting to your true authentic self is just following that path of happiness. And even though it can be scary at times and, and the other thing about being afraid is that sometimes that fear and that almost catastrophizing or distress can actually in the moment worsen that pain. So instead of, you know, berating yourself or speaking negatively about yourself, that actually can worsen the pain. It actually activates those pain pathways, just one negative thought. And, and even fear can activate those pain pathways because the emotional pathways, unfortunately, are on the same Um, pathways as the pain anatomically. So it's really tough to separate. So if you're really negative or distressing or fearful, it's going to activate that nervous system. But when you're happy, you're joyful, you're feeling grounded in who you are, strong and confident, then your pain is actually going to diminish. And actually that's been studied as well. It's called pain reprocessing therapy, where you're really turning around a lot of those limiting beliefs that are hindering you into positive um, feelings, joy, happiness, like up on the higher vibration of the emotional spiral versus the lower ones that are more like shame, anger, um, regret, um, guilt, things like that. So, so that's my biggest advice. No, that's, that's beautiful. Why don't you tell us about your uh, pain-free coaching program? What kinds of things will people learn that will help with their pain? Yes. So the biggest chunk of the group coaching program um, is the intuitive healing methods. And so we spend a lot of sessions learning how to do those intuitive healing techniques for yourself. So, um, so this is something where my clients can take away after this group coaching program, this method to learn and use it every single day to heal themselves from chronic pain. The other aspects of the um, Pain-Free Life Academy, the coaching program is like being around other women in a supportive network where we really lift each other up because that energy that we bring to the table for each other and supporting and inspiring one another is also super important in that healing process. It's even more so, you know, it's even more powerful than just the individual sessions I have. 
Uh, the other thing too, is that I do like to also pay attention to what I talked about, that pain reprocessing therapy, those limiting beliefs, anything that blocks us from healing to allow us to either integrate or release that, incorporate good, healthy nutrition, support our gut health because of that connection with the gut and the nervous system, and then also support our immune system and because that immune system is also a big piece of chronic pain. So, um, and then we touch on a little bit on hormones and sleep because there also is a big connection to pain as well. But I would say the meat of the program is learning how to intuitively heal yourself um, without, you know, needing, you know, any anything like medicines or other types of therapies, if you can really, really focus on it and incorporate and implement it into your life. That sounds absolutely amazing. Where can we get more information about you and your program and your podcast? Yeah, everything is on my website. It's health is power, P-O-W-H-E-R.com. Um, you can also uh, find the links to the podcast there. Health is power's podcast is on, I think, Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. And then I'm also on Instagram at health is power Facebook. We have a Facebook group that's free. And I actually do a ton on that Facebook group. I have a lot of live videos. I check in every single week. I provide a lot of free resources. And so um, feel free to check that out. I'd be happy to have you and meet you. Um, and yeah, I think that's most of the places where I'm at. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check out that free Facebook group. I, that sounds great. I'd love to have you. That would be so awesome. Yep. Um, you can find me at hurtstomom.com and at it hurts to mom on Instagram and Facebook. I'd also love to hear from you via email at it hurts to mom at gmail.com. Hope everybody has a blessed and powerful day. Bye.